Welcome to the Modern Bruja podcast, where we break down our cultural practices as modern brujas. Welcome everyone to Modern Bruja. Welcome to my lovely co-host Jay. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Sin, your two favorite brujitas back at it again for this month's new moon in Scorpio. Yes. Oh my God, look at us. Wait, are we new moon in Scorpio already? Scorpio. This is perfect, perfect topic. Somebody would say that we're gifted. Seriously. And we had no idea. (laughs) We didn't look at a calendar when we did these things. We just said, hey, that's what we got to do. Yeah. Um, So folks, we're over here giving ourselves props. And you guys like, what are they boasting about? We're boasting that we're talking about dream projections today. Dreaming, astral projection, um, what it is, uh, how to actually do some of this stuff. Because some of them you can induce yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so Jay, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch it to you. Okay. <laughs> pitch it to you because I'm having trouble with words right now. Um, let's start off with the new moon in Scorpio though. Um, and why those two actually tie in together. Why dreams, astral projection and the new moon in Scorpio actually tie in together. Um, I don't know, I'm just thinking of the emotional side of Scorpio right and the transformative side of Scorpio and sometimes we do work through our healing or our um, subconscious really comes through in our dreams right for either manifesting or like releasing Um, so it's and that's what Scorpio is all about like transforming and so using that energy of transformation to like help you release and like recharge and work through some things right through your dreams would be it's like the perfect time to do that yeah totally agree with you like for me Scorpio energy is like transformation energy it's very witchy energy like Mm -hmm. I feel Scorpio being the witch of the like zodiac signs right um and dreams for me holds a lot of to your point a lot of healing energy in the sense of a lot of people be like, oh, I dreamt it was like a prophetic dream. Yeah. For me, prophetic dreams are actually just healing dreams because it's actually signaling to you something that either needs to change or something that hasn't, that has been ignored within you that you need to acknowledge in order to change. Right. So all dreams, I think, tell you a little bit about yourself. You could take like the Freudian, you know, avenue on this, or you could take like the witchy attitude on this. Right. But I think they all hold some type of meaning. As crazy as the dream might feel, it has a meaning for you to kind of uncover about yourself and something that either needs to be changed or acknowledged for you to move forward, right? right. And sometimes, yes, they can be very prophetic, which I, it goes back to like the new moon energy, right? Um, so yeah, very excited about this um, conversation today and this the witchiness of the new moon in Scorpio as we're going into Halloween. As we're going into Dia de los Muertos, as we're going into what they call dreaming season, this is actually dreaming season right now. We really <laughs> we looked at a calendar. I feel like we must have looked at a calendar. I think if we would have, we would have overthought all of it, right? It would have this topic been again. As... Folks, we looked at this topic like five seconds before we got on here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we talking about? We hit record and we had like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, 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 I'm just going to give it to you, Jay. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, you would have thought we looked at a calendar, but we didn't. No. Um, this is dreaming season. Um, in fact, what you tip number one of today's episode is um, using herbs for dreaming. Um, I actually recommend them. Um, if you're not trying to um, conceive, I will say... Um, use mugwort tea, mugwort tea, or using mugwort leaves and putting them underneath your pillow. And yeah, that's your favorite. To, yeah, if you don't want to ingest, put it under your pillow. Can and you burn it? it? You can also burn mugwort, mm-hmm. correct? Um, so it kind of sets the ambiance. Um, they say that mugwort tea when ingested is kind of like a um, hallucinogen, but I'll be honest, I've never like, 
had mugwort tea and been like, oh, I had a trippy dream. No, I usually, in, in full disclosure, I've always taken mugwort tea to actually bring on my, my cycle because I have irregular cycles. Um, so I've always used it for that. This is your, your curandera partera tip of the day. If you're right. having regular cycles, drink mugwort tea, specifically around the new moon. It's really good to actually bring down your cycle, do it for three days, take a break if you don't get your um, your your cycle by that point. But usually within three days, it'll come on. Um, do not take it if you're pregnant. Do not take it if you are also trying to conceive because it can cause miscarriages, right? Um, but it does help with um, bringing on dreams or like astral projection, right? Like if you burn it, I feel like burning really helps with astral projection. Actually, do let's actually explain what astral projection is. I don't know how many people actually know or have ever experienced it. Have you ever experienced astral projection, Jay? Yeah. Describe it for folks. Um, I find it as like a very vivid dream. But then it's also a very heavy sleep. But then I'm ex extremely exhausted when I wake up. Like I felt like I didn't sleep at all. And it was because I was busy doing things. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was running through other people's dreams, folks. That's what astral projection is. Astral projection is honestly um, when you actually project yourself into another timeline, right? Mm -hmm. And so what is that other timeline? It could be in the future. It could be in the past. It could be happening simultaneously in somebody else's dream. Like, for example, I can go visit Jay while she's, while she's sleeping, right? It could be the same timeline. I could visit Jay in the future. I could visit Jay in the past. I could visit myself in the future, visit myself in the past. Um, and so astral projection usually happens in very deep meditation or sleeping, right? Um, and yes, usually when people have astral projected, they don't feel like they've gotten the best sleep because you really haven't. You've been actually awake and doing right. things. But it's like a very heavy, like I know I slept so heavy, mm -hmm. but I still get up and I'm like, I'm so tired. Because mm -hmm. your mind has been like super active doing things, right? Like your body has been rested. Your body's knocked out. I'm sure like even like it would be hard to find a pulse because it's so low because you're in such a deep realm of sleep. Right. Right. But your mind has been like working that entire time, um, visiting. And then dreaming is really just you staying within your own energy, right? Um, and being in a different state of meditation, basically, right? Um, I have astral projected a lot. And I, I say this. I used to astral project a lot more when I was younger because I didn't realize what was actually what I was actually doing. I didn't realize I was astral projecting. Now that I'm older and I've been working um, my gifts more, I know how to control it and be very like intentional about it. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was younger, I was like visiting past lives. I was like visiting like, and I'd wake up with like the weirdest, actually kids were really, kids are really good at this folks. Kids are really good at astral projecting into past lives they'll come up and they'll tell you, I dreamt about this, or I saw this happen. Um, like they might've visited you when you were younger, mm -hmm. right? Like there's actually a trippy story of like this mom who woke up with her kid and her kid was like, oh mom, I saw you when you were a baby and you were so cute. And they'll like describe a whole situation and it could be like the, the mom like stole some candy or some shit like that. And they're like, like mom why did you steal you said stealing is bad and they're like excuse you what do you mean you're making this up and they're like the mom is like make like that math equation in the back like this is all adding up how do they know this like how do they know this because kids can actually astral project because it's really hard for kids to control it mm -hmm. right but uh yeah i've astral projected i've come back from past lives known the, like the name of the person that i was in that past life how to look it up, Google that, because I was like, yeah, there's no way this person actually existed. I totally, because you come out and you're like, there's no way I actually It's trippy, that. yeah. There's no way that was real, but it feels real because it was real. And you're like, there's no way. And you're like Googling things and you're like, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Or Jay, have you ever gotten somebody call you up and like, hey, I was dreaming about you last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
um, brujas will be in people's dreams often. That's actually how sometimes you can give people messages if you need to, like if you're not able to talk to them. Um, what is that? Tell it, not telekinesis, tele, what's the one where you can talk with your, with your mind? Telepathy. Telepathy. Yes. It's like telepathy, right? But in your dreams, some people have a hard time with telepathy and, and in your waking self, right? When you're like up and at them. So people are more able to do that when they're like in a restful meditation and give somebody a message. They'll dream, they'll like go into a deep meditation, give a message that they need to give um, for astral projection. Have you ever had any like, like trippy instances with astral projection? I had the first time I didn't even realize that I was astral projecting until someone, I was telling someone about my dream because it was so vivid. And I feel like that's how you can tell the difference when they're super vivid and clear and it's just this weird energy and when I was explaining to them what happened they were like you were in the whole different plane like you were and after that I started paying more attention to it so it hasn't happened too many times um because I can now tell the difference between like a prophetic dream or just like a regular dream where my brain is just dumping you know how sometimes you just it's clearing out and then like an astral projection type of dream. So I have only had a few of those because I still remember those. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like those are um, amazing. Also a little dangerous sometimes because people can get stuck in astral projections. Um, you know, like there's, when you think about like some midwives tells, like when you're talking about, um, like reading a room, like the feng shui of a room, like brujas have a, their own way that I don't necessarily know if it's feng shui or not, probably not, of how you set up a room. And one of the biggest things that, that was always told to me is to never have a mirror facing my bed, right? Because as, as a gifted person, the reason why they tell you that is as a gifted person, if you start to astral project and you don't know how to control it, you can get stuck. The mirror is like a portal for astral projection and you can get stuck in that like in that frequency of astral projecting so that's when people start to like not be fully there or they go into like comatose states right there's like a lot of like old wives fears fear, fear tales around some of that stuff um also i think we had talked about this in a previous episode like people don't always know when they're astral projecting so they do come and visit you in your dreams and I have to be like, yo, I'm sleeping. Like, I need you to leave me alone. <laughs> like, I am not opening this door to you. Yeah. Because um, people just want, they're like, they don't know that they're doing it and they're just right. in there, right? It's really crazy. Um, have you seen the TikToks where like people are saying, well, if you find yourself like awake in a dream, which is technically astral projection, if you're like awake in a dream, that's kind of how you know. And you feel like, you're in it and you can ask the next the person next to you like don't forget to ask them like the date and time or something like that and some girl says she tried that and it started like chasing her like the face changed and it became like super monstrous like and started to chase her and she's like running for her life and I'm like why would you interrupt because I feel like that's like a ripple in the water like you just sit and observe when you, I feel like astral projection, you're observing. You're not trying to be all up in it. You're not trying to change anything. You're just, first you got to see where you're at. You don't even know half the time, like, where am I? What are we doing? So this goes into why fall is considered dream season, right? And it's like, actually, one thing that we didn't mention, because what, what you just said just triggered something in me, Jay, which is, <laughs> I'm like having a whole moment, folks, is... Um, <laughs> You know, it's just when you just have, like have a lot of spirit talking to you and you're just like trying to like focus what they're telling you. And I'm like, you're giving me too many messages at the same time. Calm down, bro. I'll get to that. <laughs> um, is the veil is thin. What does that mean? Right. It means that the connection between the spiritual world and the physical realm is very, very thin. So it's at the moment at the height of when you can have the most direct communication with your ancestors. It's why Dia de los Muertos usually happens around this time, right? It used to happen at a different time, by the way, back in the ancient times, because it was more based on a different calendar, right? So it starts like off around August and it goes on for a few months. 
I like to think that August is the time that the veil starts to thin and then it hits the thinnest point, right? Um, around November. Um, so that spiritual connection and that physical connection is at the very, it's like the point where you can communicate the most directly, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that spirit loves to talk to folks is through dreams. Why? It's because we're like at the least judgmental part of ourselves. Like in our waking state of mind, we're very judgmental. We're very scared, right? We're walking around with a lot of like, oh, what is that? Or like there a lot of doubt, right? But in, in your dream state, in your meditative state, you're very open to receiving a lot of information, right? Without judgment, you'll judge it when you wake up. And in that moment, you're not judging it, you're just receiving. And so because that, that veil is very thin, you're going to go into astral projection a lot easier. You're going to go into, um, you know, t- receiving messages, whether they're prophetic or not, right? You're just going to be receiving messages a lot easier because spirit is right there ready to give you what you need to have. And the veil being that thin means if you're astral projecting, to Jay's point, you are just observing, right? Uh Observing, and I would say take notes. Right. Right. Usually what happens is that in, in every instance that I've astral projected, even when I've like astral projected into like those other lives that I've had, I almost felt invisible in those moments. Like I'm walking around. I'm in, like, I knew I was not me. Like I'm looking at my shoes and I'm like, these are weird shoes to have on. These aren't, these aren't my Converse. These aren't my Chuck, Right. <laughs> These are some pointy, like uncomfortable leather shoes, basically, right? Like this doesn't feel comfortable. And even though I was going through things and I was having like maybe one or two interactions, I felt invisible in those moments. Like I almost felt like invisible that people were allowing me just to see what was going on. Right. Right. Um, and when I've asked or projected into the future, it almost feels like everything else is going on around me and I'm very focused on the one thing. In fact, for me, those become very prophetic dreams for me, those astral projections, because they're showing me a glimpse into the future for something that I need to be aware of. Like when this happens, when this moment happens, and I, it's like those deja vu moments, right? Mm-hmm. You fast forward, you're actually going through that moment and you're like, oh, deja vu. I start to have that whole dream play again mm-hmm. and everything starts to slow down. And I'm like, oh, this is what that was. Right. And I'm able to like focus into what my next steps need to be or like, why did I have to have that? Like, what was that dream signaling for me years ago? Then now I'm like here in this moment and I got to like pay attention to what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have saved myself like a scar on my hand had I done that. I was just like, because I was having that moment and I still decided to slice something. So I sliced it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that's why you're getting those information information. And that's also why to Jay's point, you're having to like observe a little bit more because that ripple effect is um you're interrupting messages that are being given to you. Sorry, that's what it comes down to. Like you're interrupting the messages. Um so wait, can you finish? Go back to finish it. Like, so like this person morphed into a different phase. And the person that uh the, the creator was trying to talk to, right? So she was saying that in her dream she remembered what someone said about asking per- somebody for what time of day, you know, what's the date and time. Mm-hmm. And that's when, after she like tapped that, you know, person on the shoulders when like their face morphed and got scary. And she was like running away from it. And it was like chasing her. <laughs> and no, <laughs> We're ridiculous. Oh my god. I was asking Jay if the person was of color. Yeah, it was a person of color, yes. Okay. Hmm, interesting. You're hilarious. Interesting. Sometimes people just don't know how to work with their dreams, right? And what that could be like. So So you mentioned something that I think we should go into how you should work with your dreams, right? But let's talk about the different types of dreams. You had mentioned prophetic dreams, um, regular dreaming, right? How do you know the difference between them? I listen to my gut. I listen to my intuition. Because a lot of it too- People don't like doing that though, Jay. We got to like- 
people don't like listening to their gut. I know. And it's funny because I'm I'm doing a, an astrology reading for someone and it's good, man. Like I'm going to, and I was like, why can't I do this, these for myself? Like how, why can't I, if I were to figure out my chart in this way, like I'd be unstoppable. I'd be queen of the world. Right. And spirit immediately was like, well, maybe you would just shut up and listen. <laughs> and I feel like it's the same thing. Sometimes we just need to shut up and listen. Right. And and wait for our body to tell us because that's really what intuition your body's telling you your body's telling you when you're tired your body tells you when you're hungry when you're thirsty right your body's also gonna tell you when something's real or not are you intuition or not we just don't sit long enough to like feel that and I heard someone say too like when you have a dream you kind of sit with it like don't get up so quickly and because once you put your feet on the ground your dream can can you know disappear so kind of sitting with it a little bit and like understanding what might have happened and you know listening to your body at that point to be like was this a brain dump was just just you know some randomness or was this prophetic that you know was this astral projection and then getting up and starting your day one thing that people can do is keep a journal by their bed to write these these dreams down or you can voice record them like i'm just realistic of where people are at right yeah i have a friend who does that yeah grab your phone voice record everything you can remember or write down everything you can remember before your feet hit the bed hit the ground or you could be like me and <laughs> cuz i set the intention years ago that if it was something that I needed, that it was important, then I'll remember it. Yeah. So I would say, hey, if it's important, I'll remember it when I get up and then I can write it down at that point. Then I'll remember. And even if it's not the whole dream, it won't be like, oh, I had a dream with sin and we were walking. It would just be like keywords, like maybe the shirt you might've been wearing or like the color of the shirt. And I'll remember those pieces. Oh, there was a cat. Let me remember that. But I won't remember like everything. I'll just remember like these pieces that stood out to me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think we talked about this in another episode because some of this stuff is a little deja vu to me. Um, but we talked about setting intentions and setting boundaries with spirit when, when they communicate with you. Yeah. Right? And the reason this part is becoming a little deja vu for me is I remember very specifically sharing with folks that I tell my guides, do not talk to me when I'm sleeping. Let me sleep because I need to sleep. <laughs> I, I have need a friend who doesn't dream, but right. she really like she's she is one of the most witchiest people with the biggest gifts I've ever met. And then I'm like, I can't believe you don't dream. And she's like, girl, I had to put that boundary because if I don't, I'll never get rest. Spirit's always in my ear talking. Like she's clear audience, so she hears right. everything. And right. she's like. I won't sleep. Right. Same. Right. Like that's why I ask spirit not to talk to me when I'm sleeping unless I'm not listening. So like the, the boundary that I set also has like a caveat, right? Like if I don't listen to you, if I don't right. do the things that you are trying to tell me, for example, part of my agreement is like, I'll do that. You know, if you do that, I'll meditate in the morning when I wake up. And when during that meditation, you can give me the messages that I'm meant to receive. Right which is where some astral projection would still come in, right? Like some of those things, I might receive them in those ways. Um, when I don't listen and I don't meditate, because there's been a couple of occasions where Cynthia forgets to do her witchly duties, right? <laughs> I, will get the, I will get the dreams and they will come in, right? Very, I don't have, I don't dream often. Let me, let me put it to you that way. I don't, because I'm very good about maintaining my agreement with spirit. But this also goes back to something that Jay is saying around intention, right? You can put intention for your dreams or intention to have them or not to have them. So I have specifically said, I don't need to have them. If you talk to me during these, like, these are my business hours. Talk to me then. Right. <laughs> Cynthia loves sleep. Same. I love me some sleep. And, and dreaming for me is actual work too, right? Because like, I'm not... I'm not receiving dreams in the way that other people are receiving them. My brain goes very hyperactive during those moments. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting them at a different level with different details, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I don't get really good sleep um, if I were to be dreaming all the time. So I put that boundary, whatever, right? But people can also, and that also might be when I go went back to like, I don't really have the, the, um, the hallucinations, I guess. They're not really, that's what it's a hallucinogenic tea is what right. my word is. It means if you drink it and then you go to sleep, you're supposed to get like deep, like dreaming stages, right? Part of the reason probably why I don't get that, I'm like, it doesn't, you don't really get that. It's because I've already made that a commitment with spirit. And spirit's like, yeah, we heard you. I don't care that you took this tea. Like you're, right. I also take it for the intention of like bringing down my cycle, right? So like, that's the other piece. But you can also say, dear spirit, would love to get a message from you about X, Y, and Z tonight. It'll come to you in a dream, right? Mm -hmm. It may not come to you that night, but it'll come to you, right? And sometimes it comes to you, you just don't remember it. Right. But, it's but then at that point, I feel like it's, it's not my time to do anything about it. So right. I try not to stress over remembering or like um, remembering my dreams, remembering, because honestly, I have recurring dreams too. Like it'll be the same, but different. I don't know if you have those too, but I'll have like the same type of dreams um, or like the same type of symbols because spirit knows I work in symbols right? It's not tell me a story. I'm not going to remember the story, but if you pop in some symbols, those, that's what I'm going to remember. And if you keep popping in the same symbols, I will continue to remember that pattern, right? Because now you start seeing patterns of symbols and what that might mean, right? Um, yes. Spirit will definitely communicate to you in symbols and they will use, this is where like dream interpretation is like really helpful sometimes. Um, not in the sense of like prophetic dreaming, because yes, there are some prophecy and dreams, maybe sp specific to you, right? right? Not into the world. And the reason why dream interpretation is helpful is because it helps you identify what symbolism there is in your dream of how spirit sees you and how you even see yourself, right? right. So the one thing I'll say is that um, spirit for me, even though like my like human interactions with like um with animal spirit is like the bear and the deer right they never use the bear and the deer to fully symbolize me in a situation they usually use a horse right and it's because for me the horse is a, as an animal I grew up with like I was very a horse was a very prevalent like my dad worked at a stable right we my parents had horses when they moved out into like the into Riverside County so like horses is a symbolism of like freedom for me and there's also like a wild energy right, right? of like a child that didn't want to be tamed but was tamed in a stable right and so like whenever there's something going on about me not being true to myself you best believe and I'm not if I'm not meditating the way that I'm supposed to be meditating I will get a dream with a fucking horse in it and it wow. is like the horse that I can't deny. And, it, and it's like, and it's like the spirit's already telling me like, you're denying something you need to like, you need to get with you're it. Now. Because yeah. like, you're, you're going to get some dreams that you're not going to like really soon. So like, I'll wake up the next morning, like, I'm going to go meditate. <laughs> I'm doing this with you today, right? Um, so that's where, but it took me a while to, to know that. And dream interpretation actually helps me out to realize that I was the horse in these dreams. I was that child in that dream, right? And so like, when are there situations where you're feeling maybe a little bit um, caged in, right? Spirit will use symbolism and it's not always in an animal. It could be another person. Like maybe there's a person that in your waking life, right? Uh, for example, I might be having an issue um, with like my motherly like energy, right? Um, but I'm not seeing it. All of a sudden I have a dream about Jay and her mothering her children, right? I might be thinking like, oh, I had a dream with you, Jay. You were like in my dream last night. I asked for protected. No, I didn't ask for project, right? A symbol. It was a symbol about Jay being a mother. And that situation was about something that made me feel a certain way. 
And so like those are healing dreams, right? Like that's the difference between like an astral projection, a prophetic dream and a healing dream. That's a healing dream. That's a dream that's telling me something about myself in that moment that I need to pay attention to, to feel more fulfilled in life, right? Or to work past fear, to work past something, let go, let go of something. That's what that dream is symbolizing for me in that moment. Um, and that's important in terms of symbolism because spirit will definitely use symbolism. Why? Yes. Because if you've never heard spirit talk to you, you'd be I would scared. say like raise your hand if you've ever heard spirit talk to you. <laughs> you'd be this. They talk in a whole like they talk in a language nobody understands but them. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like speaking in tongues when you're in church. Right. Right. And so we would miss the message completely because it's like trying to speak to somebody that speaks Russian and the only language you know is English. You're literally going to get nothing out of that conversation, right? That's why they start to use hand gestures. That's why they start to use, you know, other sounds, right? Um, your spirit guides are different because hopefully you've built a relationship with your spirit guides where you start to learn how they communicate. So like you'll start to learn their language and they start to learn yours, but many times they're still going to give you like a lot of symbolism right? Um, and that's important to note for sure. Because I feel like people are going to get a lot of dreams and be like, oh yeah, I was dreaming about Jay. I was dreaming about Cynthia. <laughs> nah, bitch, you were dreaming about yourself. We were just symbols yeah. in your thing. Like that's what you were, we were just the symbolism for you, right? Like me. Yeah. You know? I was going to say too, that symbol too, right? I have a friend that she dreams of like she gets prophetic dreams around death with weddings. Like she dreams of a wedding and that's how she knows someone's going to pass. And I'm like, I never would have thought. She goes, well, for me personally, that's how a death is, is like shown to me. And I was like, man, and I've been, you know, spirit has warned me about certain folks, but not in dreams that way. So I, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to tell you like, Hey, I had a dream. Someone's going to pass. I wouldn't even know. Cause I've, I've never had a dream. It's always been, you know, just told to me like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. So keep an eye out. But people have different, even like pregnancy dreams. Some people have different, some people can dream of like fish. Some people dream of actual pregnancy. It's so different because it's the symbolism, right? Mm -hmm. And so like sometimes people misinterpret that symbolism. For example, they dream that they're marrying their crush, right? And they're like, oh, that means I'm gonna marry this person. That's completely toxic by the way, yeah. but we won't go there. <laughs> I'm gonna marry this person, it's meant to be, but it wasn't about that person, right? right. Um, there are like dreams that some of my teachers are like, whenever they hear certain things, like, you know, when people go and get their dreams read, right? There's a couple of things that my teachers have always seen as like red flags. One is marriage. Like you actually dream that you're being married. Water, they always ask you, what does the water look like? Because the way that the water looks like will to them interpret the type of next few months that are coming into your life if it's still okay you're fine you're in a, you're in more like normal waters right if it's turbulent they're worried about you they're like you're about to go through some stuff like that's your body starting to ready you for what's about to come so they always look at the, the how the water is if you mention water in your dream um and then death to them whenever you actually sometimes sometimes people dream of actual death in their dreams and to them to my teachers it's always like oh to them it was like there's going to be something new coming into your life because it's about transformation right death right. is transformation and so that's why like that like that death card in tarot people get like whenever they see it they're like oh my god they freak out mm -hmm. and maybe because i'm mexican and i have a good relationship with death like for me it's always <laughs> like that's the best card to fucking have something's about to die that is no longer serving you in your right. life right and it's the same thing in dream. Like sometimes you wake up, you're like, oh my God, I dreamt a parent was gonna die, right? Um, but sometimes it's like the symbolism of something in your parents that maybe didn't serve you, right? 
that is about to die and be transformed into something new. And that's important to know. You wanna know, I think there's gonna be a listener that has this, and I think I just need to validate it because they're asking me to share this, is um, the way I know somebody's about to pass, and this is important to note, is people's spirits know that they're leaving few months before they actually leave, right? And so their spirit and their sleeping stage starts to say goodbye to people. And so, um, and this is also like interactions that people sometimes have. Like you've always heard these, like these sayings of like, oh, like it's como que se sabía que se iba a morir because if you know they speed it, like I hadn't heard from so-and-so for so long and they called me out of the blue and whatever. It's almost like they were saying goodbye to me, right? They were, they were saying goodbye to you. Like their spirit actually knew. They may not have physically known in this physical realm that they were leaving, but their spirit knew. And they wanted to kind of close up the loops if, if you could, right? If you can. Sometimes the physical body doesn't let you do that because they're very stubborn, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be honest, I should probably, if I were to leave today, I should probably say goodbye to some people and be like, no, okay, <laughs> I'll be like, I'm calling them, they can call me, right? Um, so sorry if you don't get your goodbye from me, but I will die petty. <laughs> oh my God. Important to note though, because what you might get in your dreams per se is people coming to say goodbye to you right and so like you'll have it usually in a conversation of you and that other person and it seems like a very loving conversation and it's just them kind of saying their goodbye that's a real thing right um again why i don't like having dreams because spirit will usually come and say goodbye to you when they need to because it's like when you're again you're most open and receptive right like, i want to know i don't want to know when somebody's gonna die you know it doesn't help me I don't think it helps anybody. I'll be honest. I don't know that it prepares you. I don't know. This is, especially like we talk about like death doulas, like them being a real thing, right? Like especially after COVID, there was like a big surge of death doulas. Yeah. Or transition doulas, transition and life doulas. What did they call themselves? Um, I've got both. I've heard death doula. Yeah, I would just call myself a death doula. I, I'd call myself like the Grim Reaper. Of <laughs> I'd be so That's your business it. name will be the death Remember, card. Yeah. The death card. <laughs> like that'd be my business. That's my business card. <laughs> there you go. They uh, call me, but don't wait too long. <laughs> we just um, found our Instagram post for this episode. Um, um, but as the Grim Reaper of doulas, of death doulas, I would say, uh, there is nothing you can do to prepare for death. Right. There's like literally nothing you can do. All you can do is always treat people in the way that you feel you'll never have regrets with them. Like that's just an important yeah. note. I right? do feel like if people at funerals, the ones who are really like over the top crying is because they had a pending situation that did not get cleared up before they passed. And so now they're full of regret because it's just there, right? There's no closure for them mm -hmm. because of that whatever situation whatever fallout that they never came back from so yeah agreed agreed right all you can do is i live your day as if there's no regrets that you yeah. can like have like yeah, I, spirit told me about my dad and i still like i still remember that because i was pretty new and committing to my journey and i think spirit knew if I didn't have a heads up that it could have easily been a fuck this fuck everything type of thing because I would have been so angry in my grief so they did kind of give me a heads up they gave me a heads up that you know it was another family member going to and it was going to be very um close together and sure enough it was like within six months I obviously that didn't prepare me. I was still devastated right over the loss of my dad and the loss of my uncle, but I still, there was a comfort in knowing that they had my back in that way and that they protected me in that way so that it wouldn't hit. I think it would have hit me harder, you know? 
grief is a real trigger in my family. So even like, I still remember when my grandmother passed, I was only eight or nine and the grief hit my mom so hard. She was just in bed. Like she couldn't even get up. Like her, she, for a long time, I don't think she ever really got over it, which we don't, right? We don't really get over it. We just learn to live with it, but I don't feel like she ever learned to live with it in that yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, those are the things though, right? Like those are the things that are going to come mm -hmm. in dreams. Spirit knew that you needed to hear that message in some yeah. way or another, right? And spirit will, will, spirit will know what you need to receive and not receive. Right. Right. Spirit knows that I'm an anxious Virgo and you telling me that somebody's going to die will probably kill me first before it kills them. Cause I'm going to like literally because you're so through. anxious waiting. Yeah. I'm just be like, is it happening? Every call that would come to you, I'd be like, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Like, I, this is why I'd be the Grim Reaper of Doulas. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's, spirit knows the relationship that they have with you. Right. Right. Them telling you isn't going to prepare you. It's not going to prepare anybody else. That's also why I don't tell people when I know there's death coming because I don't think it's going to do much for them. Right. Right. Unless their spirit tells me like, no, you need to tell them because there might be something else there. And then I'll be like, uh, okay. Right. But it doesn't prepare you because to Jay's point, it's something that no amount of, it's not going to numb your pain. It's not going to do right. anything. Right. All it's going to do is just let you know that it's happening. And then you still have the grief. Right. Right. I think what was different for you, Jay, was that you were in a spiritual journey where you would have probably doubted your own gifts. We were still trust at that yeah. point, right? right. It, I feel like it was in a totally different space. We were still building trust. We were learning how to communicate, right, at that point. And so I felt like they were like, well, if we don't tell her this, it can really be something where she just stops communicating right mm. because it's like well what else is there if this wasn't this was the biggest news you could have given me and you didn't yeah so it would have it would have taken a different turn I think it would have set me back I think in my journey because mm. I would have been just so obsessed about the grief um and that's why I always say that spirit we're all different and we're all on different journeys. And so spirit is going to talk to you differently and it's not going to be right or wrong. It's just how they see what you need. And they're going to tailor that to what you need, whether it's the symbols we were just talking about in dreaming that can mean different things to different people. doesn't mean it's wrong. I'm not going to be like, Oh, a wedding. That's weird that you dream of a wedding when people are dying. You're weird. No, like that's how spirit decided to communicate. Right. And any medium, that's how they communicate based on, they're giving you information based on the objects and the symbolism, that spirit that they've developed, right? Throughout the years with spirit. Well, like, oh, a wedding dress means this, or, you know, a fish means that. And so I see a fish, so it means this, right? That's how mediums communicate too. They're not necessarily, I mean, some of them could necessarily be hearing them in their ear, saying all your business and that happens too but most of the time it's like symbolism right it's symbolism because you got to figure it out right like the, the languages are different and also they might say a window right but it's like what they might mean is like an opening Right. Right? like so like also understanding of like how they communicate and showing you the vision of it as a, like the feeling of it sometimes that's why spirit will speak there's a lot of people that receive messages through feelings rather than like actual visual or hearing right and part of that is is because it's sometimes easier to communicate through feelings which is why there's a lot of mediums and a lot of um readers that will say like I feel like they're trying to say this it's like that they're probably receiving it through a, I feel Mm -hmm. rather than I am seeing or hearing right because spirits gonna communicate how they're gonna communicate right <laughs> um they're special they're special 
There's a book. Now I'm thinking, did I ever even finish that book? Someone recommended it to me years ago. Um, Conscious Dreaming. Have you heard of that one? I have not. It's like a Native American. Con... I don't know how to spell help. How do you spell conscious? Sheesh. There it is. Conscious Dreaming by Robert Moss, A Spiritual Path for Everyday Life. Yeah, I definitely didn't finish this. <laughs> it was, um, it even starts with like a, a proverb. It says the dream world is the real world by a Seneca Indian healer. And I think in the beginning of the book, this talks, it talks about how you can meet like spirit guides in your dream and they you can learn things and they can teach you things you can have like whole you know conversations and like sessions with some of your spirit guides in your dreams too which is pretty cool through intention read that book I'm sure they give other tips I'm sure of it I haven't read it I don't think I got past the intro. It's a it's a thick one. It's like tips one through ten and ten. <laughs> Intent. Um, the but uh, intention, obviously, setting being very clear on what you want to receive or what who you want to talk to, right, is really is very um, important in anything that you do in spiritual work. You all know that by now, right? We're in season what four? Yes, five. Okay, <laughs> Four. 25, we're in season 25 <laughs> of Modern Duha. We always talk to you about intent. Intent is key, right? And that's not any different when you're when you're um, dreaming or wanting to dream or connect to spirit guides. And right now is the best time to do it because that veil is very, very thin, which means they're all lined up. If y'all watch anything, <laughs> then watch Coco. Okay. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, we watched it a few times. It's a cute movie. You know, nobody can be perfect, but they came pretty close to it, right? Mm -hmm. But my favorite part of that movie was actually the moment when like all the ancestors were going in line to try to cross over, right? Think of that when you're dreaming right now. Like Maybe. that's literally what they're trying to do. Like ancestor spirit, all the guides, all the spiritual realm, is there with their little ticket ready to give you a message basically. Right. And they're trying to cross over, but the only person that can actually let them through is you. Yep. Right? It's not that like they actually, no matter as, mu as much as they want to give you a message, if you're not ready to receive it or you don't want to receive it, they can't give it to you. Right. So like just preparing yourself. Um, some people use tinctures, they use teas, they prepare meals properly, they do rituals, like they'll do baths and cleanses and whatnot. Whatever it is that you feel like you need to do to prepare to receive a message, go ahead and do that and then go into your dream state to receive, right? Dream state could also be meditation. I do it for med through meditation because of the agreements that I have. So you'll see me in the morning at my little area, sit there, receive the messages, in my meditative state that I'm in, which is basically an additional 15 minutes of sleep. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, from there, that's definitely one thing you can do. But like, what happens once you've received this stuff, Jay? Like, what do you do? Like you've, you've, you've dreamt. Yep. Right. What if you got a prophetic dream? What are you going to do with it? I am going to uh, think about it. Think about what it might mean for me. Don't Google it. <laughs> and then kind of let it go because I'll know that I will it will come back exactly when it's meant to if it was prophetic right right yeah I think all you can do is receive it I sit with it for a while um I sit with the dream and I ask spirit is there something that I need to act on? Right. Right. Right now, for example, um, to get deeper understanding and clarity as to why I'm receiving the message that I'm receiving. Right. The ones that I usually find that I have to act on right now are the ones that have to do more with my own healing journey. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the ones that are prophetic, it's more about just knowing that it's coming. Right. So like prepare myself in whatever way I need to be prepared. Right. So like, for example, many times when I'm learning of somebody's like upcoming death, it's really more about me preparing myself to be there for them. Right. Why is that important? Because anybody that spent five minutes with me knows I don't talk to nobody. <laughs> so sometimes people don't know that they can call me. Like I won't call you, but you can definitely call me and I will definitely be there for you. I just, I'm a hermit and I do the hermit things, which right. means I forget how a phone works sometimes other than we're TikTok. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have a different relationship. Don't get jealous. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know it's counterintuitive, but I am like the ride or die right for people I just don't feel like I have to be on your phone 24 7 to prove that um and so sometimes it's kind of spare reminding me like hey this is coming sometimes I know a year in advance start kind of reaching out to them now so that doesn't feel weird and you don't shock them like the week that it's coming be like hey because it's like everybody's like doing yeah (laughs) is somebody dying around me like they're like hey I'm telling you, I'm the best death doula there is. Um, I really want to do those business cards. I think they'd be so cute. They'd be cute. They'd be adorable. <laughs> then the Grim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> and then the little death horse. Reaper. On a horse. A horse. I'm telling you, the we horse. Got a full up. circle moment. Always. Always. I'm telling you, spirit, they know me. It's a cute horse, too. It's skinny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so yes, they, uh, sometimes it's asking them, like, if they want me to do something about it. Sometimes they just want me to know, to know, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the healing ones are the ones that I find I have to do something more around, right? So like, they'll tell me like, yeah, you got to unpack your shit, basically. Um, and so I think asking them and sitting with your dream, if there's something that you need to do about it is really helpful. Um, continue to meditate with it writing them down is really helpful writing down I will tell you or voice recording your dreams are really helpful because that's where you pick up on the symbolism yes agreed and the patterns yes the first time you dream of a horse for example you may not think about anything of a horse right and then you're about 15 dreams in and you're like damn this fucking horse keeps popping up (laughs) like what the what is up with this horse right then you realize like, what is, who is this horse with oh, this yeah. luscious hair and big booty? Who is this horse? <laughs> the color of the horse. Is the horse changing colors every time? Is it the right. same color? Yeah. Right, right. So thinking about things like that, I think are really important. So writing them down, having a little journal is really important for that reason. Um, or voice recording your notes. Uh, I always keep a little uh, notepad by my altar where I do my meditation because that's usually where I write everything down. Um, and sometimes I'll be honest, I write it down and eight times out of 10, if it doesn't feel like urgent, like if it's, some, if it's not bothering me, the, I think the key for me, if it's bothering me, I'll sit there longer and I'll be like, what do you want me to do with this, right? Right. Most of the time, and this goes back to like understanding your gut instinct, yeah, right, and and listening to yourself. If I don't have that trouble, like feeling, I leave it there, and I come back to it the next day, or I come back to it in a few weeks. Like once a week, usually on Sunday, I'll sit there longer and I'll go through my notes of the week and be like, okay, I'm ready to talk about this one. Okay. Right? Yeah. What about this? What do you want me to do about? Or what about this? Do I need to know more? And sometimes you can just look, even just looking at it and be like, oh yeah, this is just my FYI. And I could cross it out, move on to the next one, right? Um, but I would definitely say like doing that with getting the habit of dreams. Dreams is actually where you can, um, I don't want to say perfect your craft because there's no perfection to this, but I think it's where you can deepen your skill mm-hmm. to talk to spirit is through dreaming. And sometimes even like your ancestors come in through your dreams. That happens to me a lot. And it's funny because they'll either be at a kitchen. So we're always in the kitchen. We're always sitting around the dining room table or I'm always trying to clean something or they're in the middle of a party. Like it's something that always feels very familial when they come through in that way. So for me, 
my family comes through a lot in my dreams in terms of um, meditation spirit, right? Like I'm talking about meditation, right, folks? Um, which is still dreaming. Um, and they always confirm it throughout the day with their name popping up on something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they will always confirm it. Yeah. And so I will always have, um, for example, there's one ancestor. I've done a lot of family, like, genealogy, basically, trying to figure out who folks were, where they're from. And there's one family member that I feel I can't learn anything about because my grandmother didn't want us to know anything about them, right? It's more about my grandmother stopping. However, they want to be known. So I will always get, whenever they're in a, in a, in a dream or giving a message of some sort, I kid you not, I will have genealogy, like learn more about this ancestor that nobody <laughs> can find anything about. And I'm like, oh, I, and like a sucker, I fall for it and I go yeah. into it. You can't, you still can't tie into anybody. You have no idea where this man, he's like, he came out of thin air, literally came out of thin air. Um, but they will also confirm it. So I think that's funny because they'll always confirm where they, where they, that they were there, that they gave me a message that also helps with the gut, right? Instincts mm -hmm. a little bit. Strengths in the it strengthens your relationships with your ancestors too, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the time to do it right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, there's another one that's really good for not only is mugwort really good for dreaming. Oh, there's another herb and I can't think of it right now. Is it Jasmine? No. No. Jasmine gives you prophetic dreams, I thought. Yes. Hold on. We got to Google this, folks. Google it. Um. I know mugwort's your favorite. It's my favorite mainly because it's for me such a healing. It's associated with the moon. I'm a moon girl. You have a close connection to it. Um, Artemis. Um, that's her herb. Y'all know Artemis. Oh, well, that because in Spanish is Altemisa. That's mm -hmm. how you say it in Spanish. Her real, her Latin name, mugwort's Latin name is Artemisia, right? Mm -hmm. No, but like when you when I go to the botanica, I don't ask for mugwort. I ask for Artemisa. I had to learn that because the lady was looking at me like I don't know what you're talking about. What mug? What's what? What's mugwort? And I was like, lady, come on. Well, it's that's her Latin name. No, no, like it, Artemisia is actually the Latin name. Yeah. Uh, but it's great for also healing the woman's cycle. By the way, along with dreaming, project, uh, astral projection. Oh, here we go. Here are, what is this? She said, what six is herbs. Sorry, I don't even know what I what I clicked on. Six, six herbs to deepen your dreaming. Okay. Blue Lotus, that actually is the one that I was thinking about. Blue Lotus is really, really good. Blue Lotus is hard to find though. I'm gonna let you know right now, but it's, it's a really good one. If you can find it in like powder incense form. I was just going to say, does that come in incense? Is it the same as just regular lotus or does it have to be like blue lotus? I don't know if it's the same. Okay. I don't think it is. Okay. Blue lotus is also Isis's, like one of her flowers to use for Isis. And um, again, hard to find, but once you find it, keep it, use some, like dry it out. Um, you can make some like of your own incense with it. Um but you can already find it like an incense form to kind of set the mood. Passion flower. I would have not thought that was a dreaming one. Rosemary. I could see that one. Mm -hmm. Rosemary is like a all-in-one. Yarrow. Mm -hmm. Kava Kava. Kava Kava is where we ended this. Okay. <laughs> Herbs for lucid dreaming. Oh, here we go. Here's more. It's going to be all the same ones. Tarragon. I can't pronounce these, Jay. Simicuchichi. I've never heard of that one. Wormwood. It's another version of um, Artemisia. Okay. It's like flower part of it. Uh, passion flower again. Blue lotus, definitely. Huh. Um... And then Tulsi is another one that y'all could use. 
But those are good. Like you can make some of those you can make teas out of. Some of them you can just burn as incense, set the set the mood. Do some intention as you're doing that. Light a candle. You know, now's the time for y'all to get messages. And especially in the new moon in Scorpio, it's so witchy. It's like the perfect time. It is. It's like, you know, you could even set the intention. What do I need to release to transform? Or, you know, how can I best walk through my transformation, this, this stage of transformation, especially looking, again, taking the astrology, looking at where your eighth house is. Um, you know, where what's the sun highlighting right now in Scorpio? What's that piece that might need some transformation? Mm-hmm. Digging deep. Because this is a surface level, right? Eighth house work is, you know, is deep work. So I'm over here thinking about where my eighth house is at right now. I'm like, what's in my eighth house? <laughs> it's there. What is in my eighth? Libra's in my ninth. So one, I was going to say one step back. Don't say it. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, Virgo, hello. You're looking right at me. Yeah, Virgo in my eighth. You know what I find funny? Is that you said like it's where you have the most work to do. Right? And it's like I think about like your relationship with a person has like a Virgo stellium. Like you're surrounded by Virgo. <laughs> you're like you're like you're gonna learn the Virgo energy. You learn to embrace it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think about Aries energy and like that fizzling energy, right? Of like Aries is good to start a project, but never good to finish the project. Right. right. It's like a jump start. Right. And so, like, yeah, that's me. I'll start all the fucking projects. Let me not finish any of them. Let me not finish not one project. Oh my god! So counterintuitive to my Virgo. It bothers me. It bothers <laughs> me to have that type of Aries energy there. <laughs> um, but Aries is also like a little bit about like your um, like ego energy. Yeah, it's a little bit about the energy that you need to succeed, right? The energy that you need to to transform things a little bit, a little bit about your sexual desire. Mm-hmm. there as well um so yeah I mean look at your eighth house see how it works for you or like where's your Scorpio too right that's the other part of you just you can look at your eighth house but also look at where your your natal Scorpio is and see how that might be highlighted for you a little bit as well right um we should have like a seance just to have one <laughs> Just to have one, we should have one. We'll do a fire pit. Oh, we'll go to a cemetery. We'll do a fire pit. It's going to be great. I know we talked about doing, what was that cemetery? Like the oldest cemetery in New York City? That would have been so cool. So cool. People would come. All five listeners would come. (laughs) All All five five in a state area, right? Yeah, they totally come in to the oldest cemetery and we would have a seance and then we leave the, the graves decorated for the people that came in. We'd like, if you want your grave decorated, you better come in. Oh my gosh. And we'd only decorate those graves. Nobody else's. You're like, no, no. Yeah. I've never been to a seance, by the way. I don't even know how they work. Me either. In English or Spanish, right? I haven't gone to a meeting. Like they're probably a scam. <laughs> I've been to a Misa. That's a seance just in Spanish. I never thought of it as a seance. I think when I think of a seance, I think of like a circle of women calling in a specific spirit, which a Misa to me has never, it's never been like that. No, it's not specific. Yeah. It's like any spirit can come in basically. Right. It's kind of like a group reading where whoever comes through comes through. Yeah. Those are interesting, by the way. Highly recommend to at least once in your life go to one and then it's supposed to be very healing too. Like very healing energy. So it's not just like you're right, it's not just a seance where mm-hmm. you're coming in to directly speak to spirit guides and get answers and 
we should totally have a seance where we're calling in like one specific energy and it's got to be like a crazy ass person like it can't be like a normal like you're hilarious <laughs> like one bruja from like the olden times or something <laughs> her energy can come through we just want to learn more about you for you it'd probably be like a lip gloss like invention <laughs> who would be like let's call your energy in why that color yeah <laughs> like why that color I was good with you until that color oh my gosh well folks um I hope you take the time to dream a little bit dream mm -hmm. some good dreams get some good messages uh we want to learn about um any particular things you do like any like teas that y'all might be doing to help dream Lens. yeah how you set the mood. And then also, if you really think I should label myself the death doula, <laughs> the Reaper card. I don't I know who would come to me. This card would be cute. Just the business card alone. But I don't know if I could get business. People would be like, Grim Reaper. I think your people would like it. Like the people that you're aiming for will find you. Right, as a joke. Like, yeah. yeah. I'll take Venmo off a joke though. I'll take <laughs> I'm just here for your entertainment, folks. Um, awesome. Well, I hope you all have a good month. We will see you in the new moon in Sagittarius, which is uh, Jay's new moon. Yeah. Our birthday month coming up. Yes, yes. Until next time, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Enjoy today's podcast. Make sure to give us a five-star rating and follow us on Instagram at Modern Bruja Podcast. Bye-bye.